Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode from the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, Before we get started, just to remind you that there is still time to sign up for my March Sober Challenge. So if you are wanting to try your first 30 days sober and you just like a little bit of accountability and support, then this is the challenge for you. So for the investment of £70, you will get uh, access to my three-hour kickstart to sobriety training. You will also get a one-to-one coaching session with me. You'll get one group group coaching session with me as well, as well as a private Facebook group. So there's lots of support and accountability there for you to get you through your first 30 days. And when I say get you through, I, I don't really mean it like that. Because when you give up alcohol, when you let go of alcohol the way that I do with an abundance mindset, there's nothing to give up. There's nothing to get through. It's just stepping into joy and abundance and welcoming in magic to your life. So if you want to take that approach to letting go of alcohol, then this is the place for you to be. So if you'd like to click on the link in the show notes or if you would want to go over to my Instagram at Coaching by Annika, you can click on the link in my bio to sign up for the challenge. Alternatively, if you just want some community and and at no cost at all, you can join my Facebook group, the Alcohol Free Vibes Community, and there you will find lots of support and accountability as well. So today's guest is my best friend, from Dubai, the lovely Heidi Jones. I love to tell everyone that I met Heidi on the plane on the way to Dubai. We were sat next to each other and we've been best friends ever since. I definitely know our friendship was meant to be and that we were meant to cross paths and we have influenced each other so much since we became friends 12 years ago. She's definitely my soul sister. Um, So Heidi is a health and mindset coach who helps women achieve their goals and take action to balance their career and health. Using her expertise in coaching and helping women take action and achieve their goals, she pushes her clients to open up, lean into curiosity and find out what's possible. She delves into self-leadership, vision and goals, career pivoting, self-compassion and cultivating a positive mindset. Heidi has also got a Be Kind to Yourself five-day challenge coming up on the 14th of March. So visit her bio on Instagram to register for free for that today. She also has her own podcast, the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. And if you head on over there, you will find that I am also on one of those episodes. 
In today's episode, Heidi and I are speaking very specifically about self-compassion and where that fits into a sober journey, but also where that fits into the manifestation process and the self-healing journey. So without further ado, let us get started with my interview with my bestie, Heidi Jones. Hello, Heidi. How are you today? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure. And you're joining us from sunny Dubai. What's the weather like there today? Well, actually, it's a little bit windy. But I mean, you're in the UK. So when I say windy here, it's like, you know, a little breeze across my face. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm internally rolling my eyes at that little bit windy. Like, you don't even yeah. know. <laughs> um so yeah sometimes it is windy and rainy in the UAE I do remember that um but yeah so it's it's not sunny for you either that's a little little bit cathartic for some of us here who are (laughs) dealing with the storms in the UK at the moment so yeah (laughs) Heidi is coming on today um to talk to us about self-compassion Um, As a health and lifestyle coach, she specializes in many things and supporting uh, women in achieving their goals. And one of those things is self-compassion. So Heidi, uh, let's start off by defining what does self-compassion mean to you? Oh, it's such a good question, because I think this is where people get stuck, isn't it? It's like, what is self-compassion and how, how do we actually put it into our life? And I found the the best way to explain it is to look at it from a point of view of to be kind to yourself, mm. being kinder to yourself and kind of learning different techniques, different ways in which you can treat yourself with compassion as if you were treating your maybe best friend or a loved one in that way as well. So it's, it's turning all of that compassion you have to other people onto yourself. I love that. And actually, this is something that I say to my clients a lot. You know, how would you treat your best friend in this situation? Treat yourself as if you were your best friend. And another thing that um, uh, we talk about a lot on the sober scene, and I certainly use, is the pregnancy principle. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, So when you are embarking on a sober journey is to apply the pregnancy principle. So if you were pregnant, it would be really easy to put boundaries out um, and say, I'm not going to drink. I'm pregnant or I'm really tired. I want to go to bed early. Sorry. Um, And you wouldn't feel guilty about annoying people because you'd be like, I'm pregnant. So that comes first. Um, And you would not feel guilty about having a piece of cake, but you'd also really enjoy eating lots of healthy foods etc etc so that I think that pregnancy principle is really like self-compassion um and but I think as women we find it easy to apply that self-compassion when we've got a a life growing inside of us but really I love that yeah that's um, really interesting I've never heard of it that way before but it is it's a way of being isn't it so if you're you know if you're pregnant or you're applying that um technique it's uh, giving yourself permission mm. to put yourself first isn't it mm-hmm. put yourself first and that is a huge piece of self-compassion totally and really we're always growing new life inside of us whether it be our own or our child so mm. you know when you think it's not 
made up I am growing something and it's important to me and it's a priority mm-hmm. yeah so I, I like to kind of remind myself of that one um, yeah that's so, yeah so w- with your coaching then um how do you um help people with self-compassion what's your first sort of steps in doing this yeah well when it comes to coaching most people come to me because they want a change in their life you know coaching works best when you're going through some sort of change Mm. and that can be maybe working towards a goal or some sort of like life transformation you just want your life to look different and often what happens is when you move into this like place where right I'm going to make changes I'm going to do things differently or I'm going to add in something to improve my life enhance my life we have all these things come up for us so that can be um you know deep-rooted beliefs and some of them are negative and then that you know can then bring up lots of negative self-talk you know we've all heard or all had times where we've been working towards something and then we get into a negative spiral and we just go down and down and whether we fall off track or you know it really kind of makes the process of change really really hard and so you don't enjoy it it feels like a chore you know every time you go out to maybe do a new habit or you know, even put on your trainers to go for a run, if that's going to be one of your goals, it's like, it feels like hard work. And so what I do is I help people recognize their self-talk, help people become more aware, because a huge part of it is self-awareness. You know, it's, you know, this element of negative self-talk or these negative beliefs, we behave in a way that's so habitual, we don't Mm. even know half the time that we're doing it. And so we don't know it's actually hindering our progress we just think there's something wrong with us and so it's helping my sort of clients the women I work with become more self-aware of how they're treating themselves and how they're talking to themselves and then breaking it down into steps that they can go away with to try a different approach a much kinder approach moving forward thanks that's so interesting and really what what was kind of coming up for me as you were saying that is we do all have more than one voice in our head oh, not yeah. to sound like I'm really <laughs> crazy um but we've got we've got what I call like my like I've got like a bully in my head yeah and yeah I, I I didn't call it that until once somebody pointed out to me when I was saying some of my negative self-beliefs she said you're bullying yourself I was like oh we do do that don't we like we're so hard on ourselves sometimes and then I've got what I call my mummy voice you know when you're like right come on now take a deep breath and you kind of like coax yourself back to doing what you need to do um and it's about yeah as you say it's about being aware of those voices and being like mm, I think I need to turn that one down a bit and I'm going to turn this one up a bit totally um, yeah. that's a really good way to look at it you know some people really hear this negative inner critic voice so that would be your bully voice mm. and sometimes what I get them to do is to turn them into something that, that it makes them a bit less intimidating or a bit less controlling so it's almost like a a toddler having a tantrum isn't it or it you know and what I've I've seen works with some people is they turn that image of their like inner bully and a critic into something that can actually really make them smile so I know some people use that uh, character is it Angelica do you remember from yeah yeah, from the (laughs) cartoon and it's like she's just having a little tantrum everything she's just throwing all these nasty things at you actually look you're in control of your own life so you get to then kind of take the next step so a lot of self-compassion I think the work 
you have to kind of slow down a little bit. You have to be a bit more mindful and a bit more conscious of kind of what's going on with those voices in your head. Um, yeah. And actually what you're really saying there is, I think it's Gabor Mate that says this, um, but I know a lot of people say this, you are not your thoughts. Yes. And the quicker we can realise that we are not our thoughts and that our brain it's got loads of computer programs in it, basically, to speak metaphorically. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna spit out all sorts of negative fear-based beliefs in an attempt to protect us, but that's not us, and we can choose to ignore those. And that's actually why a meditation practice can be so helpful, <clears throat> excuse me, because we're we're teaching ourselves to kind of watch the thoughts come and go and kind of go, hmm yeah I don't I don't want that thought today that's not I won't identify with that today (laughs) that's it for me I use a simple prompt like a question when I can hear these negative things coming up or I catch myself I think the more you practice it the quicker you catch yourself yeah doing or like listening to these thoughts and I'm just literally out loud I say is this helping you right now is this going Mm. to help or is this a helpful thought because as soon as you answer that question, it's no, this is not helpful. When you're being mean to yourself, you know, when that inner critic's taken over, there's not much help coming from that. And so I can then say no, and then just kind of reframe it and think, right, well, what would be helpful? Yeah. And then you're kind of helping yourself get out of a spiral rather than asking, oh, why do I always do this to myself? Why am I always so negative? Which just keeps going down into more negativity it's almost like yeah. stopping you and going, well, what can I do to take ownership of this and kind of like change the next moment in time? And actually what you're talking about there, that self-awareness is developing the ability to create space. Because when yeah. we create space, we've got that time to go, oh, hang on a minute, what's happening here? And we give, give ourselves back our control. And I really like this word helpful because... And I'm not contradicting you here. I'm kind of, it might sound like I am, but I'm kind of adding to what you're saying because of course these thoughts are not helpful when we identify with them. But I do think that all thoughts, if we can look at them objectively, are helpful because, okay, you stood back, you've decided not to identify with it, you've picked a better thought. But then when you've calmed down a bit later on and you are feeling a bit better, you can kind of say, well, where was that coming from? Like, what was the energy underneath that? Um, and what's really going on? You know, that's when we oh, start totally. doing our deep, deep journaling. And totally. sometimes it's like, oh, it wasn't really about that, was it? It was because I was worrying about this or whatever. Yeah. And you've got to have that reflective work to then keep going because your you, thoughts keep coming up. They're coming up for a reason. Mm. But obviously they normally come up during a time where it's not helpful. Yeah. And you've got to get on with the rest of your day. Yeah. You know, we've always got something else going on. We've been triggered. This negative thoughts coming up. Is it helpful right now? No. Okay. What will be? Okay. I'm more focused on the things that matter, or I'm going to just be a little bit more um, distracted on something that makes me feel good, you know, just kind of like change the scenario. But like you say, it's actually a really important part of the process to go away when you do have a bit of time. Mm. And that is, you know, a conscious decision that you're going to work on yourself to write it all down, Mm. to write down, okay, this is what happened today. This circumstance happened. This is what it made me think and feel. Mm. Now I need to kind of look at 
what's going on like you say what's really going on here or if I was to look at this objectively or what belief was coming up for me here that I haven't been able to um, identify with or I haven't changed yet like this negative belief that's coming up and then that's when you can really do the inner work isn't it and that's where transformation can really happen and it gets exciting you know when you just have to keep changing your thoughts every day but you don't take it to the next step it seems a little bit like oh do I have to keep doing this Mm. you know and that's the kind of um advanced self-compassion isn't it because you let yourself you notice so if we we break this down into the process that you're describing is that you notice yourself feeling an uncomfortable feeling um and then you lovingly pick a thought that's more helpful and I really like the, you know, the tool of distracting yourself. Like in the moment, if that thought is overtaking you and it's stopping you doing what you need to do, like distraction can be a magical thing. Um, and then when you've calmed your nervous system down, when you come out of fight or flight and you're, you've raised your vibrations and you're feeling better later on, you then return to that thought with self-compassion, just like you would your best friend or your child. And you go, all right, sweetheart, like, what was that about? Like, should we have a chat? <laughs> what was going on earlier? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And sometimes it's really difficult when you're moving into this process of self-reflection and journaling, mm. when you actually are writing it about yourself. And mm. so what you can do is actually write it out as if you were talking to your best friend. Yeah. So you almost got a little bit of a different perspective, but it's still help. It's still going to help you, mm. you know, you know, kind of look at yourself from a place of compassion rather than, you know, frustration, anger, whatever it is that comes up for you. And actually what we're really describing here um, is reparenting yourself when you, um, yeah, give yourself healthy boundaries and you, and you evaluate and you, you kind of listen to yourself um, to help you work through these things. Um, so where then in your own life and journey have you had to apply self-compassion oh so many different places like (laughs) so many but one that I like to share is quite a simple one I think but it it kind of shows the progression um, of using self-compassion and it it's simply when I decided to be healthier and fitter and I started Mm -hmm. to run yeah now you were there at the start of my running journey and you know that it took me a while to get to like five to 10 K. Like it wasn't something I was just naturally good at. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't very sporty. Let's say that. And so going out for a run brought up every single negative thought about myself. (laughs) You can imagine, you know, literally it was like, you're too slow. You're never going to be good at this. You know, look, everyone's going to be looking at you and thinking, oh God, look at her running. You know, it just felt uncomfortable and quite Mm -hmm. horrible. Um, And that went on for a while and I didn't enjoy it. You know, the whole process wasn't enjoyable. And then you stop and you ask yourself, why am I even doing this? Mm. And and then it easily becomes something that was like, I do sometimes and then I'd kind of just not want to do it. And, you know, it, it really hindered kind of progress and working towards becoming um, a runner, which I actually really wanted. I did want to run. I always wanted to run a marathon from like really young age, but just never mm. had the kind of confidence or the people around me to push me to do it. And so I remember journaling, starting a journaling practice when I actually started the coaching that I was going through. I, was, I did some coaching and um 
just writing it all out and realizing how negative I was being about myself was really eye-opening. I was like, this is thoughts that have always been there that I've never really even considered that they could be something else. Like actually looking at them and thinking, I don't have to have these thoughts. It's exactly what you said earlier. We are not our thoughts. Yeah. But that just didn't, the dots didn't connect because I just didn't take that time to Mm. kind of have this reflection. And so I actually applied self-compassion to running. So I remember, and even I do it, I even did it today. My run this morning was awful. My legs felt like lead. I was so slow. And the first 3K, I was like, I don't think I'm even going to be able to get to like 5K today. What is wrong with me? And then instantly I was able to go, nothing's wrong with you. You've just got tired legs. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to go a bit slower and to just take your time and see how far you go. You know, it's, it's, if you go further than 3K, then great. But if you don't today, you know what, you can always get up and do it tomorrow. And so I was able to kind of like shift my own sort of perspective on the run itself. And so back in the day, I started doing that, just taking some of the thoughts and reframing them into more positive approaches Mm. to going out for a run. And with that, I was then getting further. I was able to run further for longer because obviously Mm. the longer you run, the more thoughts come up. Yeah, And so it can be quite hard to push through the thoughts. It's not even the run, it's the thoughts that hold you back, your mind, mm-hmm. rather than the actual physical sort of shape you're in um, can really hold you back. And I think I used running as a really great way, one, to get, my, to, get to know myself at a deeper level, because I had this time to actually listen to what I was saying to myself and what was coming up, and then going away, doing that inner work, where you would journal, these things were coming up during my run. I need to figure out what, what's going on and why these coming up now when I've given myself this time to think. Mm. Um, and then obviously, you know, I've been able to run lots of ultra marathons now. I can run for 13 hours nonstop and my mind doesn't stop me. And so I think that was kind of a really, a real good way for me to develop the practice of self-compassion because it was very focused. I had this time mm to let the thoughts come up. I then was, you know, committing to the practice of creating a a journaling practice outside of it. Mm. Whereas I think I didn't really connect it with work and all these other things because you're always so busy, task orientated. You've got to get on with the next thing. It didn't really fit, but having something like running allowed me the time and space to do it. Um, And uh, yeah, and that's kind of how it all sort of come together. Yeah, and I love how you've used the whole process of running as like a really cathartic, loving way of of looking at what's going on in your mind. Um, And really, our minds, if we let them be, can be prisons. Um, I think it's Dr. Joe Dispenza that says once you get past the age of 30, we've got so many neural programs running on automatic in our brain that we actually lose all free will which is really mm, quite scary. Mm. And I started uh, running at 30 properly. Oh, did you? So oh, it was all in there. <laughs> um, but obviously when you become aware of and you observe your neural programs, then, you know, that's not the case. But, you know, this self-compassion is, is really you looking with love at what's going on in your head, not attaching to it too much, reparenting yourself and like, yeah without judgment looking at what's going on and unpicking it 
and that that really is yeah amazing it really was and it was things coming up from way back in the past that you kind of closed the door on if you haven't allowed yourself to maybe accept the circumstance for what it was or Mm. to look at it from a place of compassion or even like a bit of forgiveness in there Mm. you still carry all that with you Mm. and it shows up in different ways in your adult life yeah you know and so there's just certain experiences that I don't think I allowed myself to process properly or get mm-hmm. over, you know, move on from. Yeah. And I don't think that was any reason apart from I didn't know how. When mm-hmm. you're younger, if you're not taught this stuff, sometimes you just go in survival mode and then you move on, don't you? It's, mm-hmm. it's not something we've necessarily always done. Um, and so I was able to look at some of those experiences with compassion as an adult and then that was um then able sorry then that was able to then help me create whether it was new beliefs or or just new thoughts about about myself you know and that that made a big difference and this is just so so helpful for everyone going on a sober journey whether it's a sober curious journey or whether it's a you've decided you definitely don't want to drink anymore because it isn't just with any behavior change it isn't just about stopping that thing it's about the big picture um and actually so many of us have been trained that when we feel something we don't want to feel that we numb it and that we go and have a drink or have a piece of cake or whatever and when we stop doing those numbing behaviors all this stuff just like on your run the the run is like a beautiful metaphor actually for a sober journey because Mm. on your run everything came up that's what happens when you stop drinking we've been using it to to anesthetize yourself everything comes up and this is when sometimes people might um go oh no this is horrible I want to go back to drinking and actually if you just apply a little bit of self-compassion if you let it all rise up to the top and you say actually what a privilege I get to properly deal with this now I get to go through my closet clear it all out get rid of all this stuff that I've been carrying around for so long and that's when you find that real joy and that real freedom. And I think that was probably, you know, your experience with your running. Um, it's, it's been something that you've done for such a long time now. It's a massive part of who you are. And I, I see it for you. It's like you're, it's just, it's such a big self-care piece for you, isn't it? It really is. And you know what, what you've just, when you were just talking there, I was getting this visual of me, one of the runs right at the beginning, probably a year in, being in a mountain and there was a group of people and I had to get behind them. I did not want to be with them because I knew I was going to burst out in tears Mm. because just so much was coming up. And I just had to have a massive cry in the mountains because it was almost like a release, but also Mm. like, I can't believe this is all coming up because I've just allowed myself to just be, you know, there was no, it was just letting my thoughts come up. Mm. and it's one of those moments I stood there and I was just like but look where you are now look at what you're doing Mm. so it's okay you're fine but you you just have to keep going and obviously with running you're actually putting one foot in front of the other and taking that kind of like approach Mm. and it's the same isn't it I don't think everyone has one of those euphoric type moments because that's sometimes that we crave that that we wait for that moment when everything's going to feel okay mm. it was just a memory I have back where I was just like it was really pivotal for me to be like wow yeah this is 
actually more of a healing journey than mm. just a running journey. It's not really about the running anymore or these races. And it's more about you have to keep running because this is going to help you so much with all your, you know, what's coming up in the future. Uh, that's just amazing. And, and yeah, I, I definitely think um, for so many people, like being sober is a huge healing journey. And yeah, sometimes, you know, things come up and you go through a period of a day or what have you, where you're, not, you're really not feeling great. And and it's not actually the alcohol that's caused the problem. It's all of yeah. this repressed stuff yeah. that you haven't wanted to look at for so long. That's kind of like rotted inside you, if you like, that's coming out. And sometimes you've just got to put one foot in front of the other. Um, and actually, you know, alcohol aside, when we try and come out of our comfort zone, when we put ourselves in positions where we are asking for huge manifestations to come through and we're being super ambitious the universe needs us to grow in order to be ready to bring that thing in and what where does growth come from well we we have to get out of our comfort zone we have to look at the uncomfortable we have to deal with stuff we don't want to deal with and sometimes that's really takes its toll on our nervous system right and this is again where the self-compassion comes in it's like you want that big massive dream you want to up level yourself to get that you want the growth that you need to get that well you're going to have to breathe honey because it's you and you're going to have to apply some self-compassion because there's a lot of work we need to do here and yeah I've, I've definitely had to do that so many times where you're like right I'm just finding this a bit overwhelming and that's okay and you just have to put one foot in front of the other apply that self-compassion and with that self-compassion piece as well you've got to have faith in yourself and in the process like yeah. this is going to be okay I'm yeah. going to get there I agree you've got to have I always say it's a bit of hope isn't it yeah but I think the way to find hope is to allow yourself to step into curiosity you mm. know you've got to be curious you've got to say right that I don't know what's going to work for me because I've not done this before or maybe I have done it before but it didn't work Mm. So I need to be curious and now finding out things that are going to help me get through this because I know it's going to be maybe more challenging than I'm maybe prepared for now. And I'm, I'm going to have to have a few knocks along the way because part of it is when you move forward, you always go two steps back every now and then you're always yep. going to have to you know, have those downs down periods because you actually learn a lot from them to be mm. able to then propel yourself forward. And so if you're kind of more curious and open to change, you can then find out what's possible for you. Because if you're not, that's where you close all that kind of possibility off, don't you? Yeah, and and that's where I quite like to reframe um, those two steps backwards that you're talking about and actually seeing them like everything is a gift and actually Mm -hmm. the the most uncomfortable experiences are the biggest gifts because it's just view it as the universe lovingly showing you something that you need to look at being like ah because you always learn the most from the from the worst stuff (laughs) absolutely it is it's one of you have to kind of go through it and then you're like able to look back and the silver linings that you can take from it are just usually some of the best things that you've ever experienced you know all the best things that you're able to now apply in your life like if I didn't go through that I wouldn't have this kind of perspective or skill set or you know strength I wouldn't know this about myself and so it, it's helping you move forward into actually now I've got this even more things are possible and I'm just gonna add in a little anecdote here that um we obviously met 
um, on the plane on the way to moving to Dubai and we had an amazing time together but we both got on that plane because we'd had a period of not feeling happy with our lives like there's something things have to happen to make you get on a plane and move country I mean I know Dubai is quite exciting but yeah no you know how you just mentioned I actually talked about this on a hike I went last week uh, with some clients and yeah. I haven't spoke about it in such a long time yeah it was kind of strange I was like I'm talking about something I've spoken about in a long time but it yeah. felt good because I can even take more silver lining or reflection from it mm. and I learned from reflecting on it recently where I was before I stepped on that plane was two places I was yeah. in this space of like feeling desperate mm. and when I was feeling desperate I was making all the wrong decisions yeah. And then one day it was kind of like at my lowest point and I went, you know what? I can't, I can't do this approach anymore. Something big has to change. Mm. And that's where it was like, open up tests. Where are the international jobs? Yeah. Something I knew nothing about. And I was just like, I have to make a huge shift. Yeah. So I think there must be an innate strength within me that can pull myself out of like a, a rock bottom and be able to have this internal yeah. belief that it will be okay but you've got to make a change and, and actually so take, yeah that plane was that change yeah and, and uh from a like manifestation perspective like rock bottoms as hard as they are they are where the magic happens and mm. I definitely had my rock bottom moment um even though I hadn't met you at the time like probably mm-hmm. at a very similar time and I had that same thing of like suddenly you just have this you step back into it you're like um masculine worth energy and you're like right that is it I've had it I've had enough and you kind of did it on the same day yeah imagine I love that idea but you do and you're just like I'm not taking this anymore and then it was that step of like applying for the job in Dubai was that hope wasn't it it was that faith you know what I can change this we didn't know the outcome that was very unknown to us but we had enough self belief maybe yeah. that we could figure something out along the way I also think if I remember that time when I I kind of st- stood made my stand for myself I stepped out of the voice of fear so you're talking about that desperation that's mm-hmm. that fear-based living and I stepped back into yeah. love and my mummy voice came on my mummy voice was suddenly like you know what I'm not no we deserve better than this I will get you out of this situation just take it and you start nurturing yourself back to where you want to be you're like right okay just like you would your daughter you're like no 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 one's going to upset her I'm going to go and sort (laughs) this out now yeah Yeah, everyone says mama bear that's what you say your mama bear like comes out (laughs) yeah and sometimes that that and again that's the compassion voice is our mama bear voice for ourselves isn't it yeah Yeah, I love it. Um, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. Um, I'm sure lots of people listening would love to follow you and see you online and find out more about you. So where can they find you? Oh, thanks. Well, thanks for having me. I've loved it. We could probably talk for another hour easily on this topic. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll come back on anytime. <laughs> um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Heidi underscore Jones underscore coaching. I have a website, HeidiJonesCoaching.com. And I also have a podcast as well. Um, it's got, I think it's got four series now. Mm-hmm. And that's the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. And um, you can find Annika's episode on there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you so much for coming today. And yeah, you will definitely be a guest very soon again. Have a good day.
Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, then I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And in fact, if you leave me a five-star review and give me a social media shout out and tag me, then you are in for a good chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me. So I give out five free one-to-one coaching sessions a month. And if you follow those instructions, then you are in for a good chance of winning one for yourself. Alternatively, if you would like to download my free 30-day Sober Curious Reset Guide, then please head on over to my website at www.coachingbyannika.co.uk. Or if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my handle is at coachingbyannika. Annika is spelled A-N-N-E-K-A. Alternatively, you might just want to go right ahead and book a free discovery call with me, which you can also do on my website. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to have you tune in to this high vibe space this time next week. Keep manifesting.